Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for liking and sharing. You know, the funny part is, right when we started this thing, right before we started the recording, I said, hey, I got to stop touching the mic, and what I do right off the bat. Immediately. I touched it. It's inviting. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try and keep my hands down, so I don't... So that way we don't hear the ting, ting, ting of me playing with the microphone. Uh, normal shout out for uh, private internet access. Go on drivewaybeers.com. Uh, on the right hand side, it's a, a link for private internet access. Uh, if you're on the mobile site, it's all the way at the bottom. Uh, or you could just go to uh, private internet access.com slash, slash driveway beers. Uh, and that'll get you our discount. Right now, I believe it's close to 77% off. It's two years at about $55 for two years, so you get it for about $2.11 per month. And that gets you one of the best VPNs in the nation, uh, fully encrypted connection. Uh, make sure you're protecting your credit card data or your debit card data, for that matter, if you're using your debit card online to buy things. Uh, holiday season is coming up. We're going to be doing a lot of online shopping, uh, so please protect your... Uh, financial data online uh, with private internet access again $55 I believe for two years you put on all your devices laptops phones uh, tablets uh, and that gets you a secure connection that uh, uses encryption which you know from a hacker standpoint if they see an encrypted connection obviously if they have the ability to hack through it, they're probably not because they're going to go for the unencrypted stuff, which is the lower hanging fruit. So make yourself the harder target, get yourself a VPN. All right. So recently, I believe today, what's today? Today is the the 15th of September. Lindsey Graham has from the Senate from South Carolina has proposed a, a, a law to codify uh, abortion regulation. The 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 new law would state that abortion is legal up to fifteen weeks, um, and that includes rape and incest. And it, it basically, it, it, it's um, not voluntary. I can't. It's a uh, um, you can decide to get it for any reason. Okay. I don't know what word, but anyway. All right. So, and my question here is, and and I'm I. We've already stated we are both pro-choice. Um, but obviously with the recent overturn of Roe v. Wade, a lot of the decision-making went back to the states. And a lot of states had trigger laws. Now, trigger laws essentially said if Roe v. Wade ever got overturned, this new law would automatically go into effect, which in some states was a complete ban on abortion. Other states, I believe it was six weeks. Some states it was five weeks. Some, I think some went to 10, which isn't very long. Now, 15 weeks, and a lot of people are going to say, you know, we, women should have full autonomy of their bodies. And I'm not here to debate that at all. I don't want to get into that. This is going to be more of a pure political discussion on whether the Democrats should take this deal or not. And the reason why I bring that up is because these trigger laws got put into place and other laws have now also been put in place since Roe v. Wade got overturned. And you do have a conservative court for the most part when it comes to religious matters. And and some would say pro-life is a religious matter. Um, with it unlikely to get some of these state laws overturned at the Supreme Court level, if you have a Republican senator willing to put out a fifteen-week, um, a fifteen-week abortion allowance timeline, now people are calling it a fifteen-week ban. You can look at it either way. Yeah, it, you're you'd be allowed to get an abortion within fifteen weeks, but after fifteen weeks you can't. So you can either say it's a ban or it's an allowance, depending on where you are. Then it's a glass, and how it's a glass half empty or half full. Right. So. Do you take the deal as a Democrat? Because midterms are coming up, and there's a very good possibility that the Democrats lose the House. If the Democrats lose the House, nothing like this will get passed. So you've got a Republican in the Senate 
willing to put this forward. It will pass the Senate if it gets put up there. And then I then it becomes a political game in the House, whether you take the 15 weeks or you placate the, the strongest part of your pro-life base who want uh, full-blown abortion all the way through conception, or all the way through birth. birth. Through birth or to birth? To birth, sorry. <laughs> well, I guess at that point it's At not. some point it has to, I don't care what side of the issue you fall on, at some point it has to become murder. Right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't know, some people say when it's viable, this, that, but I think we can all agree, well, I'm not going to say that anymore because there are probably people that say, oh, no, that's fine. The umbilical cord's still attached. Um, but yeah, to me, it's at, at some point it's going to become murder. So yeah, I mean, I think after the baby's out, yeah, yeah, at that point it's not an abortion. Well, the, the the common law definition is when the first breath is drawn. Sure. So the second the first breath is drawn, then boom. So so I, I get the the part I wanted to talk about with. And maybe, and probably you and I aren't the two people to talk about this. No. And we probably, I, I wish we could have brought in more of um, a, a, a hardline progressive, maybe. Yeah. But it, the funny part is even like a Jimmy Dore and even a Bill Maher kind of say, well, wait a minute. Yes, we want to demonize it, right? They're going to demonize it. That's what they're going to do. Because um, they've got, they got to placate that base. But at the end of the day, if it comes up for a vote, is it the smart move to accept it? Because are you really going to get any better? Yeah. Espe- especially at the midterms. And then you got to hope in 2024 that your guy wins again, if you're the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's never going to get through a Republican president. Right. Because in order, so, and the way the primary system set up, in order to be the Republican nominee, you have to be, um, you have to be pro-life. I don't think we're ever going to see a Republican president for who is pro-choice. There's just it's not going to get past that base. So something like this, especially when you consider the position that the Democrats probably find there, and there's some polls that say that the Democrats are going to hold on. It's not going to be the the red wave that you know that that's that people think is coming, but. Um, I think as long as we're at eight and a half percent inflation and some of these other boondoggles, and then you've, you know, I thought it was funny because like the other day, the president is in, it's in uh, Detroit, like getting in luxury cars and a hundred thousand dollar Corvette. And yeah. meanwhile, like you've got regular Amer- Joe American that is, you know, thinking like, I don't know if I can put gas in the car that I have. And, you know, this is just, again, it shows how out of touch they are and, and, you know, let's buy electric cars, but California is telling you not to charge your electric car. So if you can survive all that, but you know, they've got their hitmen in the media that are helping them. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I think to me, the, the, the safe bet is to, is to, is to jump on this thing. And, and by comparison, I know a lot of people want to say, well, the, well, the rest of the world, the rest of the world, what, are, and the funny, so I, I went online and I went to, um, which website was it? It was Center for Reproductive Rights. It's a liberal organization. Uh, it's a very pro-choice organization. Mm-hmm. So I went there for the stats. I wanted to find out what the limits were in Europe. I, I was very surprised. Um. The on request where the gestational limits vary. So that that's where. So I went on Center for Reproductive Rights. They've got a map there, and you click on on request. So that basically means it, anyone who wants one can get one up to a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. And I just clicked through the European countries. Now, I was shocked. Most of them are twelve weeks. Some of them are ninety days. Yeah, the two most liberal are Germany at 14 weeks, which is less than what Graham is proposing. France is 16 weeks. And that's the most liberal one there is. Um, For example, Norway, 12 weeks. Uh, Sweden, 
Sweden's 18 weeks. So that's actually more okay. liberal. But that's only two so far. Um, let me do... If I go down to Spain, 14 weeks. Portugal, 10 weeks. Um, What's Poland? Poland? Ban. Okay. Complete ban. Oh, well, actually, I'm sorry. It's permitted in cases of rape, permitted in cases of incest, and you also need parental authorization. It's one of the most strict. Well, Pol- Poland is very Catholic. Well, there's a whole other story behind Poland. There's an organization, and I, I wish I could remember the documentary I watched, but basically it's this organization. It's a pro-life organization. Mm-hmm. And they lobby Congress to be pro-life. But they also lobby other countries in the world to also be pro-life. And, and for whatever reason, they really got a hold into Poland. Um, but let's check out. So Italy, 90 days. Okay. Italy's 90 days. Greece, uh, 12 weeks. So, I, I mean, basically, I, I can go through all of Europe if I wanted to. But essentially what I'm trying to show is that um, this 15 weeks would be the more, more liberal than all but two European countries. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ireland's 12 weeks. I mean, it, I, could, I think Canada might be 18 weeks. Or actually, Canada might not have any limits. Um, but, so I guess my point is, it's not like you're taking a bad deal, considering that other countries in the world have some sort of limits, with the exception of a few. Don't get me wrong. There's some other liberal ones. Right. But... Everyone points to Europe as being bastion of liberalism. Well, they, they love to point to you know, uh, you know, Scandinavian socialism, yeah. you know, European socialism. Look how, look how well this you know it works. But there's a couple of things going on. Is that you know some of these countries really aren't socialist, um, and then the other thing they don't really take into account is the uh, ridiculous taxes that some some of these people pay uh, to. You know, to live there, and then just the difference in population between all the, you know, between the these countries. So, um, yeah, you know, the difference between us and Sweden—it's just size alone. So, yeah. and I, I guess, from a deal-making perspective, and I, I know people are like, this is this is a, a woman's body. You can't make a deal about this. I was like, well. Right now, your situation, you're not coming from a situation of power as far as a, a business deal is concerned. Yeah. And that's what this is at this point. Because you, you don't have a Supreme Court majority. Not when it comes to these issues. Um, although, I mean, Chief Justice Roberts, is, he's kind of swayed both ways on yeah. a lot of topics. Um, but you've got the other five there that are pretty hardcore in this, in this camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that they'd have a hard time overturning is a federal codified rule because in their, in their opinion, when they overturned Roe, it basically said it needs to be regulated by the hands of the people. Mm-hmm. Basically meaning that they were basically saying Congress needs to do their job and regulate this. And until they do, it's going back to the states. Yeah, and and the thing is, pe- people think that you know Roe v. Wade was overturned not because it was abortion, but it was overturned because they des- determined it was a essentially a, it was bad case law, right? And even I think it was even um, was it Ruth Bader Ginsburg that said it was bad case law? Well, they, they, she agreed they, with it, but said it was bad case law. Well, they they all agree it was never a decision the Supreme Court should have had to have made. Yeah, but they did. But it was but. And that's why the wording of it, I think if, if you took this deal for 15 weeks, I don't think you'd see the Supreme Court overrule it. Mm-hmm. Because so, the lawyer that goes in there to argue, let's say let's say someone challenges it and it goes to the Supreme Court, the lawyer that's going there to defend the 15 weeks would probably be a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And he could say, look, according to your opinion, based on settled law or settled case law, you said that this should be regulated by the people. Well, the House, which is the people's the people's representatives, yeah. and the Senate were the ones that put this law in place. They mm-hmm. did exactly what you said they should do. Yeah. It would be really hard, even for someone like Justice Lito, who wrote the opinion, to overturn that. 
because they did exactly what he said they should do. Right. Because by the people doesn't necessarily mean the states should determine this. Mm-hmm. It could also be interpreted to say that the House should create laws because they're voted in as a representative of the people. Yeah. And any good lawyer could put that in there. And, and it would be really hard if the Supreme Court overturned that after they wrote the opinion they did to overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you and I, so let's think of this from a liberal point of view, though. And I think this is where some of these politicians and political parties just kick themselves in the rear because they just can't take a win. Yeah. Because it wasn't proposed by them. Yeah. And like I said, Lindsey Graham, hardcore Republican. Now, some people call him a rhino, some, whatever it is. He's your 51st vote if you get all the Democrats on board with this. Yeah. You're past the Senate. You have the majority in the House. And if you pass this, you have one of the more liberal policies in the world. Yeah. For abortion. And your alternative to say no is because you want you want the full foot long sandwich rather than the six inch and not go starving. Right. You know. It, from a common sense perspective, you gotta be thinking the Democrat Party. The, one of the reasons why they wouldn't take it is because they want their base angry and to go vote in the midterms to stem any tide that comes through. Right. It you need people going. to go to the polls. Yeah. You keeps, need them to be angry. It keeps it keeps their base fired up. Yep. But but if it's really your main issue, if this is one of your talking point issues, you may never get a better deal than this for another six to eight years. Yeah. Until another blue wave comes. When everyone's pissed off of Republicans. And it will happen. Oh. Of course it will. It's just like... If they were doing their job for their constituents, you take the W. Fuck it. You didn't come up with it. You can still campaign on it. Yeah. Say, look what we did. Roe v. Wade got overturned. 25 states had a complete ban on abortion or whatever it is. I don't know what the number is. But we stop that. Yep. You don't got to tell them Lindsey Graham put that up. Everyone's going to forget that anyway. Yeah. Get have some Democrat go in with him on it. Yeah. And then you can take it, then you can take the win. And then run, you take the win and say, and we did it on a bipartisan basis. Yeah. Basis. We worked with the, the middle. Other side. The middle loves bipartisan stuff. Oh, you you would get back a lot of voters in midterms if yeah. you did that. You really would. Yeah. And this is why I don't understand how. Some of these political strategists get paid a lot of money, and none of them think of this shit. No. And we're two schlubs in a basement that have... Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, <laughs> look, I'll take some campaign money. Yeah. I'll be a consultant. Everyone's doing it. Right. Everyone else is doing it. <laughs> the only difference is, I might get you to win. <laughs> Rather than, what, 15, 15 Democrats, not run, or was it, was it 10 Republicans weren't didn't run? Because they were going to get voted out. Mm-hmm. And another 15 or 20 Democrats? Yeah. Hey, maybe you wouldn't have to retire if you hired me. Yeah, you stay on the easy, uh, the public dime. Driveway Beers longer. Consultant. <laughs> you know, coming coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> yeah. I, you're going to give up that sweet Congress gig over something that everyone's going to forget about tomorrow, which yeah. is who presented it. Yeah. But, but I mean, but when you when you think about the the bill itself, the fifteen weeks, that's you know that, that's reason that's re, that's reasonable. You that's know, the, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, why do why do we? So I've always been the type that I thought, you know, we've been through our position on it before. Um, but like, why why is everything this zero sum game? Right. It's it's. 15 you know you have the hardcore left no we want we, we want abortion until birth and then the hardcore right no abortions it's like the simpsons with the aliens and they're like 
you know, they, they, they come out and they're like, abortions for everyone and boo. Abortions for no one. Boo. Abortions for some. Little American flags for others. Yay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it 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 gets to the point where now the hardcore right and the hardcore left, they're all wackos. Right. Um but there have to be some that are pretty far left that are still reasonable people. I'd like to think. And the same on the right. You know what? I, you know, thinking like I personally find abortion to be abhorrent. However, I still maintain my pro-choice stance for for other reasons. But okay, fifteen weeks—that seems like a reason. It's better than nothing, right? Well, it's also—I mean, what, it's better than twelve weeks that was proposed before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look—I got two girls. I mean, and not that I'm not that I'm in favor of them getting abortions at one point in time, but if things happened or whatever, yeah. I don't know. I would like the option to discuss it. Yeah. Rather than just being flat out banned. Yeah. I mean, luckily we live in a state where that'll probably always be an option. Well, I think if they had their way here, it would be abortion still birth. Maybe. Maybe. So, um, but, so I'm, but person, like I've always said in my personal life, I would probably be more of a pro-choice, a pro-life person. Mm-hmm. But for numerous reasons, I'm pro-choice. Just don't think I got any business in other people's business. Yeah. I mean, that that's more of that libertarian take. But, I mean, it's also, like, I never understood that about the Republican Party. We want the government out of your business except for in the bedroom, who you can marry, um, and, yeah. and, and what you can do with, uh, you know, birth. Yeah. Right? For that, we want to be all up in your business. All up in your, yeah. Yeah. That that part never made sense to me. What's well, the libertarian, the, the old uh, the old joke, keeping Republicans out of your bedroom and Democrats out of your wallet. Right. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, that's true. I mean, it, it's kind of like we've always thought, we've talked about <clears throat> why the government can't get health care done. Mm-hmm. Democrats just want to be in your wallet, taking as much money as they can from you. To go to their buddies. Yeah. You know, when, if you really wanted to do healthcare correctly, it could be done. I mean, shoot, we did that episode, whole episode on GoodRx. Yeah. Which lowers prescription drug prices for everybody. You know, there's no buy-in. Right. They're just, it, it's, it's, what, I don't know how they did, whatever they negotiated with how, it's this for-profit company that basically lowered drug prices for the average, I don't care if they get paid. As long as the drug price is cheaper for me, who yeah. cares? Why couldn't the government have done that? Right. Because th- their buddies weren't going to get the kickbacks from it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, th- it, we, we, we've talked about that, like, with politics so many different times. It's just like, I feel like they're, they're just not doing the little things for people. Like, they're not dropping the breadcrumbs. You know, it, like, some of this is supposed to trickle down. Yeah. Like some of this policy needs to trickle down. Do something for the people once in a while. Right. Stop just fattening your pockets. Yeah, well, their only their only concern is getting is enriching themselves and and staying in office so they can continue to enrich themselves. Well, and, and of course they they just backtrack when they get caught and they know the news cycle is so short. Oh yeah. For, for example, like when Harvard took the PPP loan. Yeah. Even though they've got the largest endowment of any university, and they didn't need a PPP loan, and it's just like. And of course, when they got found out, they returned the money. Mm-hmm. They only returned it because they got found out. Yeah. Not many other of these universities took it and kept it because it didn't get called to the carpet. It's probably just sitting, sitting in some account somewhere, draw, collecting interest. And, and and don't get it twisted. The heads of the the heads of these universities are in the boys' club. Oh yeah, they're in that club. Yeah. Like it's not just big pharma. Big universities in there too. Mm-hmm. And you got big pharma, big food, big agra. Yeah, I mean, there there are a lot of these industries that people wouldn't think that are that are sucking at the government teeth, and which is basically from the people. Yeah, because like, they're using your tax dollars to do it. Like the the military industrial complex is is taking money from through the military. Like they're mm-hmm. doing it through these organizations. Right, major landlords. Are getting money through HUD through Section Eight? Everyone's like, "Oh, Section Eight. Oh, <laughs> Section Eight is a landlord is a godsend because mm-hmm. you get paid every month. Oh yeah, and there's no has there's no haggles or no hassling. 
every month on the first, you get paid directly from the government. Yeah. Now you might get a little subsidy from the renter. You might get a little subsidy depending on their income. Mm-hmm. But like I, my uncle used to own real estate in DC. He loved Section Eight renters because he never had to worry about being paid. Yeah. And now that like companies like BlackRock and Vanguard, they're in the real estate game big time. They're not just a huge hedge fund. They're not just hedge funds anymore. Yeah. They bought up a ton of real estate after 2007. When that market collapsed, they were the ones that jumped on it. Mm-hmm. When all the foreclosures happened. And they turned all those houses into rentals. And they still do now. Now, they're not all Section 8, but they're getting their federal assistance. Yeah. Black, think about it. One of the wealthiest companies in this country, in the world, that no one's ever heard of. Getting government money. Mm-hmm. Getting government assistance. Yeah. All, a lot of these businesses out there, people don't realize that there are certain university, universities, big tech, big pharma. I mean, shoot, you just had Mark Zuckerberg admit that the FBI told them to censor things. Yeah. Before the, before the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. I mean, and nobody cares. Yeah, that's... That's what it's like when Edward Snowden came out and said the government's spying at you at will and they don't need your permission. They can they can access the 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 camera on your laptop, on your phone, they can access the microphone and they don't need your permission to turn it on because of the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. That guy is now still in Russia in some protective witness protective program so he doesn't get killed. Yeah. And brought back or brought back to America where he would most definitely die. Mm-hmm. You get Epstein. They would Epstein him in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if he'd make it yeah. uh, like, through the flight. Yeah. Oh, the cameras were broken. Oh yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> just happened to be broken. My, he had a heart attack on the way here. Oh my god, <laughs> it's amazing. Sh- shot himself twice in the back of the head. Right. <laughs> or it's like you know all these Russian oligarchs are dropping dead. Yeah, yeah. Putin didn't do that. <laughs> no. He's a good guy. Good dude. Yeah. He's not a killer. Bro, it's a good car. <laughs> <laughs> you died of heart attack? Oh, my gosh. That's so sad. I, you know, I... I, I, I send you your wife flowers. flowers. You know, <laughs> I pray for you. But I, everyone's like, oh, that's all conspiracy theory stuff. Man, it, it's not that big of a conspiracy to think that one of the largest transfers of wealth happened during COVID. Yeah. And it went from... Well, there I'm, there were two transfers of wealth. Actually, I'll, I'll say three. The lead up to 2007, before the housing market crashed, the mortgage companies, big mortgage companies, were making money hand over fist. And those are the banks. I mean, you're talking like Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. you know, uh, State Street, um, uh, J.P. Morgan, all the and. They were doing it all through Fannie and Freddie Mac. Now, Fannie and Freddie Mac guarantees loans. So basically, these guys got were given out 6 7% loans guaranteed by the government. Yeah. So regardless, there was no downside for them. Market crashes, right? They get money from the government. Even the banks that didn't need it. Because they said if they gave it to one and not all of them, it would cause a run on that bank. Right. So they had to give money to all of them to make it seem like they were all okay. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, so there was the transfer of wealth going from the the from the big big wigs to the people because people were getting their wealth on in '07 up yeah. to '07. Market crashes, people have to foreclose out of their houses. Houses are one of the biggest generators of wealth for Americans. Mm-hmm. Companies like BlackRock, Vanguard, they buy up all these foreclosures. They start renting them back. So the money flows back up to that 0.5%. Yeah. Universities were buying up real estate, developing it. Like this was their way to get it cheap. Mm-hmm. Then oh, you- I know where, where I went to college. They... So, I graduated from, I left there in 04. And, you know, it was, the school was pretty much the same size as it was when I started. But then, 07, 08, 
No, they had bought some old industrial properties that were around it. But they started buying up all these houses that... So, essentially, it was two campuses. We had, like, an east campus and a west campus. Mm -hmm. Well, they bought everything in the middle and made it continuous. (laughs) And it was the same... That same time frame. Yep. My college is the same thing. It was all of a sudden... You had three new dorms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you just happened to be able to purchase the farm next door as it was going under. Yeah. And it was okay, of course, because it was my college, right? <laughs> it's awesome. Great. Got to make it bigger. <laughs> go, go, go college. Um, but then you had COVID. Mm-hmm. People were getting out of work, but we'll give them money. We'll give them government. We'll give them money from the government. We'll give them money not to work, right? This is great. You know, you, we'll shut down the country for a little while so people don't have to go into work because we don't want to spread that nasty COVID. Yeah, don't want to spread it. Keep the kids home. Of course, you keep the kids home now. School's online. Of course, now you got to put money into Intel because you need all those Chromebooks. Oh yeah. And how many schools went with uh, Google Classroom? And had to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So money had to go to Google. And then how many iPhones and iPads got purchased? Yep. Now everyone said it was the supply chain was causing the the low inventory. Or it was just a really, really large increase in demand. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're used to selling 3,000 iPads a month and you have on stock 4,000, but because everyone's home and they're getting money from the federal government, and now people want 5000 a month. Well, yeah, there's going to be a shortage in supply, but only because you juice demand. Yeah. And so you had big tech making money. Amazon, Walmart. Amazon, Walmart could stay open. But mom and pop shop right. down the road? No, no, no. Right. Yeah. yeah you're you have more than three people in the store. <laughs> Actually, you can't have any. Yeah. Walmart can have 100, though. No, Walmart's fine. Actually, Walmart can go. There's no capacity limit in Walmart. Yeah, whatever the building capacity, that's fine. Whatever Home, normal. Home Depot. Not, Home, not, go ahead. Not at all. Yeah, no, no limits there either. Right. But the mom and pop hardware store, you got to shut down, and we're going to pay your employees not to come to work. So if you want to open, you can't open because you don't have anyone to work. And of course, so now the money went from mom and pop shops to big industry. Mm-hmm. Directly from the government. Because now the government's paying those employees not to work. And those people are paying for cars. They're paying for uh, groceries. Yeah. By the way, Amazon got in the grocery game. <laughs> hey, that was convenient. Walmart got in the grocery game too? Yeah. <gasps> you know Walmart's the biggest, biggest grocer in the country? I did not know that. They are. Wow. Yeah, amazing. So the Waltons got a nice chunk of change too. Mm-hmm. A lot of these companies, if you track where the money went, you wouldn't be shocked. Or maybe you would. But it wasn't to the mom and pop shops. I oh, know. You're, you're telling me, with the invent of DoorDash, Instacart, you're telling me that mom and pop shops wouldn't have made money hand over fist like Walmart and, and Home Depot did? You get, get out of here. DoorDash and, and Uber Eats and all these other... And, and I forgot what the one is... It, it's not Instacart. I can't remember the one, but they'll basically go get anything. Okay. They'll go to any store and pick it up. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be food. And, even, and to be honest with you, DoorDash and, and Uber Eats stopped doing just food a while ago. And in fact, when you order food from one of those, it pops up. Hey, for no additional fee, you can add on to your order. And there's Ace Hardware on there. I can get some, I can get some drywall <laughs> screws. That's amazing. I'm getting Subway and drywall screws. Right. I'm going to get Subway and Home Depot. They're going to deliver me a vanity. <laughs> this 300-pound vanity going to fit in someone's Civic. Well, then the, the worst part about the DoorDash, so DoorDash and Uber Eats. So restaurants operate on extremely thin margins. So when they would sign up for, essentially they were making that food, there, they were just breaking even on it. Once the DoorDash fee came in, now they're making nothing. So, could you cut their alcohol sales? Yeah, so, alcohol is where they made their money. Oh yeah, alcohol. The 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 markup on alcohol is enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know, even soft drinks too. Yeah. If you think about, it, like, say you go to a, you go to Chevy's Fresh Mex, and you get a Pepsi. You know that that is free free refills, yeah. and it costs two dollars and twenty nine cents. You know how much Pepsi you'd have to drink. <laughs> what is it? It's like a nickel for a twenty for yeah. a twelve ounce or twenty four ounce yeah. cup. It's like a nickel or even if it's ten cents. So you pay twenty cents, but you're paying two dollars and twenty cents. Yeah, you'd have to drink ten of them. Yeah, to even get close, and they're still making thirty cents on it. Right. So no one's. I mean, and I like to drink. That's the time I drink sodas when I go out to eat. And I like to drink soda, but I'm not getting ten refills. No, I mean that's gluttonous at that point. Right. So um, I might get three or four. So they're still making two dollars on it. Right. At least, and they're made, but they're making that on less than a dollar. You're talking about a three hundred percent markup. Yeah. Nice profit margin. Yeah. You know. Um. So yeah, I. You know, you just—it's funny because you think when I think of. So remember when we were kids? It was Rage Against the Machine, (laughs) and like, know where you're going. You know what I mean? Like that was the—that's the machine I thought they were raging against, right? And that was like to me, that was what the left was. Like that was was it. You know what I mean? Even even the Occupy Wall Street and all that stuff. Like that was the left. And Mm -hmm. as much as I would be like, cut your hair and get a job and go to work hippie, that sort of thing. I still kind of was like, yeah, you know, screw these guys. You know, but yeah. now it's like the left is right there with them. Like, what the hell happened um, to Raging Against the Machine? I mean, when you have Zach De La Roca, who's like afraid of COVID and telling everyone to get shots and stuff, it's like, wh- huh? Right, him and Tom Killing Rowe. in the name of? Right. F what? you, I won't do what you told me. Yeah. F you, do what you tell me. Right. F you, do what you're told <laughs> right now. Yeah. Do what the government tells you. Like, it's crazy. Don't question it. I, I, I don't I don't quite get it. Like, how did that left become what it is? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It, that That's the weirdest part of all of this. Like, they, you know, it, even though it wasn't true, they always talked about when the Republican and Democrat parties flipped. Mm-hmm. It wasn't true, it, but right now I feel like there's a, it's always been about image. Yeah. Right? Like, when the Civil Rights Act was passed, it was, the president at the time was Lyndon Johnson, who was a Democrat. And after he signed it, well, and, but it was actually, the Congress, the, the Republicans are the one that pushed it through. Mm-hmm. And got it to Johnson's desk. It wasn't the Democrats. But Johnson signed it. It was right after JFK had been shot. And there's a famous Johnson quote that said, I'll have them voting Democrat for 100 years. And he didn't say them. No, he did not say them. He dropped the full old N-bomb. Yeah, I I am paraphrasing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so it wasn't that he was about the cause. It was all about the politics for him. Yeah. And the Democrats, as they went along, were always about the, the messaging was we're about the party or we're about the union, the workers. Yeah, the Republicans are these big rich snobs, and yeah, they don't they don't even like you. They don't, and, and it it didn't help that some of these Republicans just fell right into it. Oh yeah, like Mitt Romney. <laughs> it's like wow, buddy, or, or or as I say, John Kerry two point Yeah, um, like just these super rich dudes come from money. Like people don't realize that Mitt Romney, his dad was the governor of Michigan, mm-hmm. and uh, no one ever questioned how Mitt Romney, a Mormon from Utah, by way of Michigan. And Massachusetts. Well, but here's the thing. How did he end up the governor of Massachusetts? I, Back in the day, it was called carpetbagging. Yeah. When you literally moved to a state just so you could be elected. Yeah, like when the when they ran Ben Jealous here against Larry Hogan. Right. I didn't live here. And you said you couldn't wait to be the governor of California. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 like, how does that guy, like, they just take for granted that people aren't going to, like, question the fact that, Here's this guy from Utah whose dad was governor of, of, of 
a blue state. Yeah. Ran companies into the ground. Didn't give two cents about a worker. Mm-hmm. Became a governor of a blue state. Shocker. And just, like, just like his dad. Yeah. And then also just like his dad ran, um, was it Bain Capital? Right. That's just, a, yeah. Just, just, just destroyed companies. Yeah. Just sold them off for parts. Yeah. He was Richard Gere and Pretty Woman. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Minus <laughs> the prostitute. But and that's what I mean. Like, they didn't, like, at the time, though, the parties basically took turns running those type of people. Yeah. I think Reagan came out of left field. And he got pushed forward by the Christian coalition. Yeah. Well, Reagan was a Democrat for most of his life. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the Christian coalition found... It's, it's kind of like... I hate to equate it to Trump. Reagan found people that would campaign for him. hmm Just like Trump did. Yeah. It didn't matter if he believed what they believed or not. He could pretend. Yeah. Reagan was an actor. Yeah, Trump, Trump was Trump for the more or less was an actor. Yeah. And he did a heck of a job. And if you get a group of people to push you and the other side is as a weak opponent or a real unlikable opponent, you can win. Yeah. And that's what happened. Jimmy Carter was an unlikable opponent because of the Iran Contra deal. Or not? It wasn't Iran Contra. It was the Iran hostages. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. He had the hostage problem, and then he also had an economic problem. Yeah. And so Reagan came along. And, yeah. And he had someone pushing him, pushing the narrative, and won. And then the economy got better, and he won again. Yeah. Um, but today's Democrat Party, yeah, you know, the the union leadership are Democrats. Mm-hmm. But when was the last time union leadership for those big, big unions? I'm talking about the auto workers union. I'm talking about the teachers union. Yeah. When have they ever, in the last 20 years, done something right by their constituents? Yeah, I... That's because they don't represent yeah. them. They represent the Democratic Party. They represent the elite of the elite. Yeah. They're not representing... They're, that's another way they get you, though. Yeah. Like, someone figured out from the Jimmy Hoffa days that there's this cash cow called workers. Mm-hmm. Not only are we going to tax them, we can get with union dues too yeah. to push whatever agenda we want. And mm-hmm. no, it just, it just so happens to be a Democrat agenda. Yeah. Even now, like, it, it, I, I don't, I don't understand how, and I'll talk about the, po- the police union. Mm-hmm. You got all these, the, the Democrats saying defund the police. And yet the head of the the head of the police unions aren't coming out and saying, "Well, you you really shouldn't vote Democrat." Right. Oh no, they're. Wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> You're literally talking about an idea that goes completely against the your constituents' your membership. Yes. Yeah. And you're still going to tell them to vote Democrat? Mm-hmm. Like, or, or the like the auto workers unions. You're going to still tell them to vote Democrat right now? Yeah. While they're pushing electric vehicles that are made in non-union shops, right? Like in California, mm-hmm. like they're literally banning internal combustion engines, yeah, that are made by union shops. Mm-hmm. You know, or or you know, how come they haven't gotten those 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 uh, assembly lines in, in the southern states unionized? Because people there finally realize we we're not paying into this, yeah. Because they don't represent any of the auto workers. Yeah, they that's, represent themselves. Yeah, that's where like, so Mercedes Benz, Toyota, Toyota has a couple plants. Hyundai, yeah. Kia, yeah, BMW, yep, um, all non-union. Yeah, and people don't seem to they, they've they've tried to vote to unionize. Yeah, and it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Which is why I I, I find it. No, I'm not pro business. I'm not saying Mercedes is a great company. I'm just saying the unions aren't any better. Yeah. They, don't let anyone fool you into thinking that these large-scale unions are pro-worker. Yeah, they're pro themselves. They're, they're, they're pro-lining their pockets. Yeah. Because, look, if you ever want to know how lucrative it is to be in the leadership of a union, I'm almost positive all of their... Uh, their uh, Annual salaries have to be posted. Yeah. And that's just barely scratching 
the surface on what they make. Because mm-hmm. there's kickbacks on kickbacks on kickbacks on kick. Hey, want, if you tell them to vote for this, we'll kick you back this. Yeah. And they're not voting Republican. Or they're not pushing Republican candidates. And I, I wonder what the, like, how much does the endorsement of the union cost? Like, the cynic, I mean, wants to think that they're just in there. The politician shows up and they say, okay, how many zeros do you want on this check? With the, and, super, with the super packs, you're, you're dead on. Yeah. It's endless. Yeah. Name your price. Yeah, how many zeros? What like, do you want? You know, Robert Trumpka? What do you want? Yeah. What's that, that Randy Weingarten? What do you yeah. want? I mean, the teachers union kind of got exposed quite a bit when they wrote that memo for the DOJ. Yeah, and then, when, yeah, so when they did that, and then they also had the, uh, when, it, when it was kind of found out that they were the ones pushing to keep schools closed. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you looked at the schools all over the rest of the world that were opened back up, like, no restrictions, and the kids were fine. Or how about just in this country? Yeah. That the kids are fine. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I, and I like unions to protect the workers. That's what they're there for. But at Thank some you. point, they stop. But it's, I don't think it's your, I don't think it's your, um, you know, your local, you know, such and such county teachers association. It's NEA. Right. You know, like UAW. Now they ha- probably have shops at each Ford at each plant and a shop steward and all that stuff. Yeah, it's not the stewards making the money. Yeah, but it's like no, they the, make no money. It's the head. Of, I think the, the head of the local does make money though. Yeah, that's that becomes their only job, right? Is to run the union, right? And of course, you know, there's promotion potential if you do if you tow the the union company line. You know, if you tow it, you can get bumped up into the into the upper ranges, and that's where more money is. Right. There's also like some of the, these, you know, um, NEA, FOP, IAFF, like on the national stage, mm-hmm. like they're those people are elected by, you know, at these national conferences. So they're little politicians themselves. Yeah, it, and one of the. It's funny though, because when Republicans push, one of the pushes they make is that it, um, even in union shops, that you don't have to be a member of the union. You don't mm-hmm. have to pay dues to the union. Yeah. Because there are some places where if you get the job, you automatically have to pay dues to the union. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, so that's where, like, they kind of, like, the union started to be like, wait, wait a minute, we can force these people to pay money to us? Yeah. We, it's basically, we could force this additional tax on their paycheck. Yeah. And we could just shuffle it up. You know, we can we can we can move this money up, and then we get this political clout. Mm-hmm. But then they became part of the political machine. Yeah, and they're like, "Wait a minute, we can use this money from these people that have to pay it to us to to fund the politics we want." And it's like, well, "Wait a minute, what if those politics don't aren't they're not worker based anymore? It's not about good working conditions, right? Now it's about abortion." <laughs> right? Like, What's the UAW care about abortion? Exactly. What do they care about abortion? Yeah. It has nothing to do with the workplace. Now, could it have to do with health benefits for some of the women in there? Sure, maybe. You could maybe pass it off on that. But it's not for that. That's right. not that's not why you're doing it. Let's, let's be honest, right? Yeah. You're doing it because that's where the money is for you. That's where the, pro, uh, the pro-choice groups, they're paying you now. To and so you're basically getting money from both ends. Mm-hmm. I get it from the union paying dues members, and I get it from this political action committee. Yeah, and then I'm going to go out there and say, vote for this Democrat. Yeah, under the guise of he has my for the, for the workers. Yeah, it's for the workers, even though they haven't done yeah. jack for the workers. They haven't done anything to increase wages. At the level that profits have raised. Right. Right? Like, where's that? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And, and, and again, people wouldn't have a problem with this if you dropped the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Like, it, it, I've used this analogy a few times. The mafia's downfall was when they stopped taking care of the neighborhood. Yeah. And people started ratting them out. Well, you know, the government is starting to be what the mafia... They're they're literally doing the same playbook where they stop dropping the breadcrumbs, they stop taking care of the neighborhood, 
And I'm not saying you got to drop big breadcrumbs, but you got to do something for people once in a while. Well, you know, at least make... So wages have remained stagnant since the 70s. So essentially, wage increases have just been eaten up by inflation and taxes since then. So... Well, when it did go up, they took a sledgehammer to that. Yeah. With COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Not saying COVID, that's what COVID was. I, I got it. It's a disease. It's a virus. It sucks. And I'm not saying it was put out on purpose, but people definitely used it to their advantage once it was oh, out there. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists that say it was put out there. and all. I mean, look, I don't care where it came. It, it was there. It's, it's something happened, it came out. Mm-hmm. And I will say, though, that there were opportunists that took advantage of that situation. Oh, sure. Take that for what you want. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know... Uh, a football game, it kick, you know, do you want to kick into the wind or do you want to kick with a tailwind? Right. And when do you want to have that tailwind? Mm-hmm. Do you want the tailwind in the third quarter or do you want the tailwind in the in the, uh, in the the fourth quarter? Right. So, yeah, you didn't create the wind, but you set yourself up for the to take advantage of it. So, you know, there, there are plenty of people that, that complete, took full advantage of that situation. Yeah. I, I was... I'm, I mean, going back to the original topic, I mean, we, we've obviously strayed into regular politics, right? That's normal for us. Right. I mean, it, it's still related. <laughs> I mean, it, it basically, we're talking about why these people won't take a W. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are going to say, well, it's not a W. It depends. It, it, if you got some perspective worldwide on where the bands begin and end, this is a W. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it, it's almost like like Lamar Jackson's trying to get above, you know, the Deshaun Watson money. You know, you're trying to get that, what was it, uh, who was 18 weeks, I forgot. Sweden. Or, or you're trying to get that Canadian unlimited, yeah. you know. But there, from what I've seen, there's only like three or four countries that have the, uh, the, the raising of the ban past 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. You could literally be the fourth most liberal country in the world with this. Yeah. And you're not going to take that W, especially, especially in this case where you've got some states right now that have a full ban. Yeah. Like, take your W. And the thing is, even if... See, I just don't think that... Again, I'm not a zero-sum person. I, I can see nuance and I can see where... You know, if you have a full ban... Should an eleven-year-old girl have a baby? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And the answer to that is overwhelmingly no. So I get to the point where should the government have any say in it? Right. And to me, the government can't do anything right. So, but it, that's the way the winds blow. So hey, take the fifteen weeks. It lifts the ban in all these states that got rid of it that would force that eleven-year-old girl to have a baby, and keep. You know, say, okay, that's better than nothing. Right. But no one, people are very bad. This generation, the well, the, the boomers are pretty much bad at everything, <laughs> but sorry. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, the it's like the, no one plays the long game. So Republic, you, Republicans do seem to play the long yeah, game. But, are you, you know, if you're, if you take this 15 week ban, this 15 week limit, mm-hmm. You know, then okay, you've you've made that safe. Maybe later on you could grow it if you need to have a bursion through eighteen or whatever. You know, eighteen years, whatever it is. But but think about this though: if you pass it now, and the House goes back to Republican, and let's say the Senate stays fifty fifty. Yeah. Okay, you don't have enough votes in the Senate to to repeal it, and even if you did. You don't have a veto-proof majority. Yeah. So you know it's going to stay in place for at least another two years. Yeah. In which case, you just get through the red wave until the next presidential election. Mm-hmm. In which you can either narrow the gap back to where there's a narrow G- GOP majority in the House, or you even get a slight Democratic advantage in the House, and you know the Senate swings by one or two seats, right? Yeah. Because I don't think those seats in Georgia are going to be very safe. Mm-hmm. You got two Democrats in Georgia right now. Yeah, one of them is probably not going to be there. At least, mm-hmm. if not both, right? So this might be your best chance to get 
anything. Yeah. Other otherwise, if you don't do it now, you're unless you can win in court against. And, and right now, they're not batting very well in the courts against some of these bands. Yeah, they're take the win. Yep. And at least you're opening the door for for the for the women that you're supposedly fighting for. At least in those states where there's a full ban or even six weeks or whatever, at least now you get you you got them fifteen weeks. It's more than they had. Yeah. In fact, it's probably more than they had in some of the liberal states. Mm-hmm. It's a decent precedent to set. Yeah. You can but, fight for the rest later. See, you, I don't, can, you can I, still rally on it. I don't th- see. But here's my other. This is where the Senate comes in. I don't. They don't want. They don't want to win. No, I know. They want to. They want the issue to stay there because it rallies their base. Yeah. And you, there's probably a. So say. Some weird Midwestern state. A square state <laughs> goes and has some complete ban. Even thinking, saying the word abortion is, and you're going to hell. Um, you know that that makes blue voters turn out in New York right. and Maryland and Ohio. Because, look, the Republicans are trying to ban it out there if, they, if we like to. So they probably don't want it because they know it rallies their base. It fires their base up. You know, imagine, I think you'd see the same if you came and said, hey, look, if the Democrats came out and said, we want to pass a national concealed carry bill where everyone can carry a gun, but it's limited to a magazine capacity of 10 rounds. I bet you they wouldn't take, the Republicans wouldn't take that. Yeah, they won't take because that. Because that, that's the issue that rallies their base. Even yeah. though you're thinking like, wow, you mean average Joe citizen can just carry his gun wherever in the but it has to have a you're limited to 10 rounds they would fight that and i think it's the same thing because they that because when they pass some wacko gun control legislation in california it gets republicans out to the polls everywhere else right yeah and and that's just unfortunate like you you got compromise sitting right in front of you and in my opinion, I actually think it hurts Republicans more than it hurts Democrats to pass this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lindsey Graham would probably get voted out, but he's also close to ninety, maybe yeah, eighty-five, whatever. He's been there forever. Yeah, he probably doesn't care. He he made his money, mm-hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna continue to make his money when he leaves. Yeah, he'll go do some lobbying stuff. He'll go do what John Boehner did: hate marijuana for sixteen years in the House, and then go <laughs> lobby for him when he leaves. Yeah, making millions on every year. Mm-hmm. You tell me you don't think he would enjoy the crap out of that retirement? Oh, yeah. Heck. I mean, so... Do the talk show circuit and, heck yeah. and write some lousy book. He can go do the Michael Steele thing. Go be the go be the Republican on MSNBC and let him just yell at you all the time. Yeah. You know, it, it pays really well. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think... If, 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 if this gets passed, I'll be shocked. But if it gets passed... I'm like, okay. You dropped a breadcrumb for the people, you know. And that's not all people. Some people are going to hate it. They want that full ban. Yeah. And and, and it's not just women who want or pro-choice, or or, or um, there there are women that are pro-life. Oh yeah, there's plenty of like them. hardcore. Yeah. So this, I I don't know if you just say this is a man and women issue, man and woman issue, or in between for all for all the people out there in between. Whatever that means, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess at this point, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I, I, my, I guess my thing is, is just take the W. You're being handed a win. Yeah, it's just not the win you wanted. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. Yeah, you know, it's not the home run. You're hitting double. Yeah, hit the double and hope that next time someone hits a double and you score the run. Yeah, you know, get your get your. You still get a run either way. A walk-off RBI single is still a win. Right. It, <laughs> so it doesn't because, have to be a grand slam. Because if you don't take this, you're not even hitting the ball to the warning track. Yeah. Anytime soon. Yeah. Because if you, if you don't take this win now, that nasty closer that throws gas, who's going who's gonna to go three up, three down, and eight pitches is coming out. Yeah. So which one do you want? Yeah. I I just hope they're not banking. Democrats aren't banking on this to mitigate losses in November. By not taking the deal. Yeah. Because I don't think it's going to help. I mean, 
even in the best of times, the minority party gains seats. Oh, yeah. But, well, let us know what you think about this comment. I'm sure I'm sure any comments will get charged up. Luckily, on the podcast platforms, nobody can comment on anything. So that's great. <laughs> you know, nobody, nobody can say anything. Uh, but you can leave a comment on YouTube or, or Rumble if, if you feel so inclined. Um, please uh, like, subscribe, comment, share. And uh, go to the DrivewayBearsPodcast.com. Click on that uh, private internet access link and get yourself a VPN. Holidays are coming up. They are coming up. Protect your credit card information. Please, I'm begging you to do it. Um, I use private internet access. I use it myself. Um, We do earn a commission. So, obviously, I'm asking you to click on the link. But it is actually something I use. So, I wouldn't recommend it if I didn't. The cost is one of the best costing VPNs out there. I've used this thing for over five years. It has never let me down. Um, so go ahead, get yourself a private internet access uh, subscription, uh, privateinternetaccess.com slash driveway beers. Uh, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>